Africa. Wake up Africa, your time has come. Open up your eyes and see the sun. Open up your spirit. Hey family, what's up? You know, uh, yesterday we got the amazing, amazing opportunity to interview Claude Anderson. And he had a lot to say about, you know, about the, the, the situation and the state of African people, both on the continent and in the diaspora, and a lot of brilliant ideas of how we can be brought together. My name is Dr. Mumbi Saraki. I'm reporting for you from Long Beach. Actually, I'm near the Long Beach airport. And, um, you know, it's been an absolutely amazing first few days in the US. We participated in the Black Consciousness Conference. That's how we met Dr. Claude Anderson. And he was talking very simply about the five steps. And you'll hear him um, later on where he talks about the five steps that we need to take to, um, you know, to bring our people together and to create a powerful nation. Because he said, you know, for so long, African people are dealing, and, and when I say African people, it's black people across the world are dealing with horizontal issues. I loved this. And, you know, the horizontal issues are things like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Kikuyu, Yoluo, you know, what tribe are you? What religion are you? Those are horizontal issues. But the vertical issues are the ones that, you know, that the, the control, that control, they're the pillars of our culture and they're the pillars of nations. And he explained really well about how as Africans, we're missing on the vertical and the vertical is economic power, you know, media, the seven, he, he almost looked at it like the seven mountains of culture that kind of control how society goes. And so we got to get our money right. We got to get our, you know, politicians that have our dream in the right place, support them both on the continent and in the diaspora. We gotta support media and start getting, you know, putting more voices out there that speak our truth. We gotta start changing up the education and what we're teaching our children because they are really the only future we have. And we must come together and put this skin tone first. So take a listen to this interview. It was absolutely just such an honor and a privilege to get to spend about 15 minutes with him. Well, that's what we recorded, you know, but <laughs> he had a lot more to say behind the scenes which I will be getting into <laughs> trust me but um, you know this is what he had to say and I really encourage you to check out his website powernomics.com and buy his books he has four amazing books which basically like powernomics exactly um, explains word for word strategy for strategy how we can um, create the black national racism and you know what I loved what he says at the end be as black as you want to be Wake up, Africa! Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me, and welcome to the United States. Yeah, thanks. And enjoy, awesome. your, enjoy yourself before you go back to Kenya. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> will. Um, I think the first, first question I want to ask you is, what is the condition of black people globally? How would you say it in a nutshell? In a nutshell, they're on the bottom. They're, about, they're right now the lowest thing they can get on Earth. you got to, right now, collectively on earth, black folk do not own and control anything in greater proportion than one half or 1% of the wealth, power, and resources in the world. You got about, collectively, black folks should have about 24% of the world's population. But you never begin, you can never acquire and hold on and exercise more than one half or 1%, which means you're gonna perish. That's what it means. Mm. Africa now is, is, is the richest continent on the earth. But when you all talk about global, awake, global awakening, what you're talking about in America, we call that 
gentrification and privatization, which wow. means you, you, it, that's, that's, not a, that's not a positive for black folk to have, a, have an awakening when all of a sudden people come in and take over your resources and privatize into the hands of the dominant white society, dominant Europeans, and now it's going to be dominant Chinese and Japanese going to take you all over. And the, and the Arabs have been after you all ever yeah. since about 765 A.D. Yeah. When they marched into Africa talking about they're coming to Africa to wake Africa up and to search what they call the three G's, God, glory, and gold. They've been pursuing you all now for since 765. They were the ones who were the first original enslavers on the earth of black folk were the Arabs. And they're still enslaving you all in Ethiopia, Mauritania, and Sudan, selling you all for $150 a piece. Yeah. So that, that's a terrible awakening. So I don't know what, what awakening means. It, have you been asleep all that time? Because when they come back, they're going to gentrify you and they're going to privatize every damn thing in Africa. So, wow. Okay, that's, that's really heavy. Um, so where do we as an African people go wrong in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of empowering ourselves and in terms of, yeah. Well, the, the, we, 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 you went wrong in Africa for the same way blacks went wrong in America. You keep getting engaged in horizontal issues, things that are immaterial, unnecessary, irrelevant, and wheel spinning. Yeah. You're engaging in, in minutia, see, by f focusing on things that should be totally irrelevant like what tribe you belong to, what language you belong to, yeah. what ethnic group you're in, that's a waste of time. That is horizontal. You should have been staying strictly vertical based on skin color from the top to the bottom in everything in power, wealth, and politics, strictly based on your skin color. It's to be of an empowered group. You must always gravitate and migrate to your greatest characteristic. Your greatest characteristic in Africa, among all your different nations over there, or countries over there, it's your skin color. Yeah. That should be the most important thing you should be gravitating to. Why are you messing around talking about what tribe somebody belongs to, or what ethnicity, or what language they speak? Forget that crap, or what religion they belong to. When, when the Arabs took you all over, they, got, they started mandating that you all started practicing Islam. Yes, and yes. The, and, that, and that's a negative for you. Islam was the first one to start enslaving you. Islam, the Arabs have been enslaving black folk now for 1,300 years. They've been enslaving one million blacks in Africa every year, every 100 years. They, they've enslaved 13 million of you. Yeah. Why are you messing around with Islam? That's true. And there is also like what's happening in Libya where now there's, you know, there's like a re, a, the, a reignition or whatever of um, a huge slave trade of young people who that's, are trying to get to Europe. That's right. See, they're enslaving you again. And at what, point, at what point do you wake up and smell the coffee and say, my greatest responsibility is to my own people yeah. and quit allowing puppets or flake of front black folk get put in office they're selling you out for their own personal gain. We have them in America. We, we had them, went back in history, we called some of them Sam Boas and Uncle Toms. Yeah. They would get in political position and sell you out. You all still let it go on in Africa. So, um, I mean, it's just, you're keeping it so real, it's kind of depressing, but uh, next year is like the 400-year mark of, you know, the end of slavery. A lot of people have been saying prophetically that it's the time for African-Americans to, you know, come back to the African continent. It's time for us to globally unify. What are your thoughts on this? I, I, I'll be perfectly candid with it. I got a lot of my friends that are extremely Afrocentric. But you're going, you're going the wrong way. You're, going, you're, you're trying to run up a one-way street. If you're going to acquire any power and any input in a global market, you've got to identify first with America. And your, your key element would be in engendering the power and wealth into a, into a black, uh, native black overclass in this country. That would then would serve in the same respect that Jews serve right now around the world. Yeah. What happened to Jews around the world is dictated by the Jews in America. Mm. Because in America, the Jews got, they got about one half of 1% of the population. 
but, they, but they've been able to manage and control major industries like the diamond industry, gold industry, uh, book industry, movie industry, legal industry, printing industry. It's controlled by Jews, even though they're one half of 1% of the population. Wow. And see, here you are with 24% of the population worldwide, and in, and in America, you're 13%. You control nothing. Yeah. Because the Jews stick together. They make sure everything that comes up that has any potential for profits, profits and well-being and a quality of life, they build it around the Jewish religion. They're, because, see, basically, Jews are whites. Yeah. They're Kassarians. And uh, the original Jews were, were really blacks coming out of Ethiopia. Absolutely, yes. But, but black folk let them run them out of Africa, run them out of, the, out of the Middle East, run them out past Kenya, down into Africa. Then, these, then the Kassarians. The Kassarians are a mixture of global, of, of uh, Mongolars, Russians, and Polish. Yeah. And they are Kassarians. They came in and took over your religion in about about seven or eight hundred A.D. And when 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 I'm trying to think when the when the prime minister uh, the I can't think of his name now. He asked he asked six black rabbis to come up to uh, up to up to that area yeah. between the Caspian Sea and the Black Sea and teach the teach the Kassarians uh, a new religion. Yes. And he and they and he, they they brought they brought the uh, the Jewish religion up. They mind the Jewish religion. They brought the, the uh, yeah the, the Hebrew scriptures and all up there and introduced it to the Jews and Jews took it over. So by the 1100s, the Jews had taken over the Jewish religion and uh, and left blacks out there hanging. They they said they were now the new chosen people because they had pushed black folk out. So oh, it's just so amazing that you're saying that because that is one of the things that you know um, a lot of us are awakening to that that we are you know the true Hebrews. You're the, you're the true Hebrews. So, so why so why, I mean, why, <laughs> why why are you only practicing Islam then? Yeah, that's true. I mean, also we practice the Christianity with the you know white Jesus, etc. But um, what do you think of the whole Hebrew movement and also uh, you know returning to our identity and kind of awakening to who we really are? That would make more sense than what you're doing now. And see, and, and, uh, uh, and see, as a matter of fact, what's the guy's name? Uh, the, uh, he, was a, he was a great African leader back in the, 12, in the 1200s. Moon, what's it, Mumba Mumba? Uh, yeah. And then, and then he, he got, this, got this negative idea about he wants to get into international trade and globalism. And he's going to try to conduct, conduct relationships, trade relationships with the, with the Arabs up in the middle. And what did he do? He then started going, making trips up into the, into the Middle East, throwing gold and silver all along the road. To prove to people how much wealth and power yes, there was in Africa, yeah. and uh, and and the people said, "Darn, they got that much money, and they just throwing away on the road because they they they're indulging in, in conspicuous consumption and throwing away stuff, and so that attracted again attracted the uh, the Arabs into attracted the Arabs into to Africa. They came in there in the 1200s and took over Timbuktu, and then when they took it over, they said, "Now every every black if people are black skin, you got to start learning learning how to speak, uh, how to practice Islam." You got to make sure that the highest level people in your in your in your nation again, must also uh, practice in, in, in religious principles based on Islam yeah. and all these kind of things and change your name to is to Arab names, and, and the blacks went along with it. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. And, um, and, and, and they, I don't see very much difference between that and what happened about two or three years ago down in South Africa, where then you, you put blacks in, in they, black Congress come up with a new constitution, and guess what the constitution says. They, they built a new constitution, and in that constitution, they put a provision of an affirmative action plan in their constitution for South Africa. Yeah. Guess who it's for? Chinese, not for They're blacks. Ones, yeah. So that Chinese could come into South Africa and, and be engaged in an affirmative action program, getting preferential treatment for jobs, opportunities, but yet at the same time it's stipulated that native blacks can't get it, can't be involved. Now here you're in South Africa, 
when, when, when you got about 29 million blacks and about two and a half million non-blacks and, and, and one white family alone in South Africa controls over 50% of the wealth. Yeah, that's true. And you keep bringing in whites, giving them all the wealth and resources. The issue in Africa should be resources. And, not, and, and don't be talking about no rights and privileges. You, you yeah. start talking about owning control of resources. And what you, now here's a, here's a solution to you because my time is running out with you. Yeah. What you should be doing is going after resources and power. That's the issue. Now, to get resources and power, you can't do it just singly based on Africa. Because to do it to build wealth and power, it's like a four-leg table. It's a four-leg stool. You've got to have four legs to be empowered. One leg, you have, have to be controlled. You've got to have land and resources. You have to have wealth, some money. You're going to have to have political clout. You're going to have to have skills. Yeah. And see, in Africa, you all don't have those things. What you did have in Africa was the resources. You had that. But now that these other people, the Europeans and China, take that away from you. But the other three legs of that stool you needed, or leg of that table, was like the political clout and the, the, the skills yeah. and the wealth is in the black people in America. And so if you can make that a, make that a four-leg table by bringing, have, have these blacks in Africa that got the resources and bring them to America. I tried to do that back in 1978 yeah. with, with Maynard Jackson. We built the International Airport in Atlanta. I tried to do a reverse investment trade program. I was gonna have a trade fair. You all need to get together, have an international trade fair in yes. America. And you have, and you got, and have all the Africans over there, and particularly the black industrialists, African industrialists that got control of resources. You all set up a come bring bring it to the United States, have a big major uh, uh, a conference, you know, where uh, uh, call it a mix and match conference, and then where you bring all the, the, the best black minds in America in, in business, the best black minds in politics, best black minds in capital. And they meet with you all when you bring your resources. You all have tents set up and sit there and say, we're going to mix and match. You build some major international corporations where you all become partners based on them having the skills, the capital, and the contacts, and you all having the resources. Then you become a power base. You become a team. Yeah, that's okay. really powerful. If you don't do that, you're wasting your time. Black folk in America need to quit since I'm going back to Africa. Yeah. I'm going to Africa and set up. I'm going to build me a, a hotel. I'm going to go back there and build me a restaurant in Africa. Negro, the same Negroes cannot even build a hotel and a restaurant in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, when I went over trade missions in, uh, in Nigeria, as an example, there was one black, he'd gone in there trying to, trying to set up a record company over there. And he had sold a lot of records, but come to find out he couldn't get the records out because they nationalized him, took it away from him. And that Pan Am, they came to see me. Pan Am, they, they had, a, had a million dollars worth of profits. They couldn't get it out. And Johnson & Johnson's uh, Cosmetics yeah. was trying to set up a big business in Nigeria for cosmetic for, for black women. They, they got wiped out because they didn't have this combination, what I'm telling you. The they partnership. Would, that, but they didn't have the partnership. They would take, do it in reverse. They're going to try to go there and exploit and be just like European whites yeah. going to Africa. Yeah, the, the colonialists, kind That's of right. like a neo-colonialist. That's yeah. right. They're going to try to practice neo-black. <laughs> they had invited blacks to come to Africa and practice neo-colonialism and try to set up businesses. You're doing it wrong. You got you, you, you to set up major, uh, get a, take Atlanta, Georgia, or some big, big city, mm. rent a ho 10 blocks and fill the blocks up with black folk who are interested in invitational base based on the skills and the tools and necessary that you have to have to have a major international team. That's the way you do it. Okay, I know we've run, I thank you so much for coming for this interview. My final question is, um, with all these ideas, we have an enemy. 
and the enemy has always worked very hard to keep us divided, always taking out our revolutionaries and stuff. So with everything you're saying, how do we do that? How do we overcome, you know, the enemy of, of our unity, of our global unity and our, you know, continental unity? Well, any in, in a, in a group that's divided is already whipped. What you have to do, and again, you must gravitate to that which is which is most general and your major characteristic, which is your skin color. Point one. Point two is you never, never engage. If you're looking for power and wealth and resources, never engage in horizontal issues. Horizontal issues mean things like anything that goes like this, horizontal. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and see, if it's horizontal, it can go around the globe and come all the way back around again. It keeps going. You're not achieving anything. And horizontal issues are anything like religion. That's a horizontal issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, politics, horizontal issue. Political yeah. party, whether it's a Democrat, Republic, uh, that's a horizontal issue. Gender issues, horizontal issue. Bisexual, transsexual, gays, those are horizontal issues. Uh, our religion, horizontal issues. What you all should say is that our primary characteristic should be vertical. Everything on this earth that has power is vertical. Yeah. Not horizontal. Mm. If it's horizontal, if only a few blacks uh, would with, with, with profit from it, they'll only profit where the two cross. Yeah. Stay vertical. And, but, and like in topography right now, on the earth, the mountain is high. That's the greatest power, mountain. The valley is low, that's yeah. vertical. Yeah. In religion, the same thing, God on high, the devil below yeah. for power, okay? Yeah. Yeah. God is supposed to be more powerful than the devil below. And anything, and money in this country, uh, wealthy people at the top. Yes. That's why you got all these billionaires, poor people at the bottom. Yeah. And they tell you, well, we're gonna have a trickle down. Whatever can roll down, you all can have it. Never get engaged in vertical issues when you're talking about society, surviving and getting power. Amazing. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Yeah, that was and, so amazing. <laughs> and, get, and good luck to you in Kenya. And uh, I love you and you stay as black as you want to be. Oh, amen. Thank you so much. And we just hope that this global unity will happen in our lifetime. But that's right. And remember, in conclusion, what I said to you last night, blackness is power. And you're the third rail on earth. Third rail is where the power is, like a railroad track. They have that wire, that thing. Yeah. They scatter that power. That's why they put a shield around it, or wood, sort of protect it. And see, in the universe, you know what the most powerful thing in the universe is? Black matter. Black matter. Yeah. That's right. I mean, a, a black hole in outer space is 20, time, 20 million times more strong, powerful than the, earth, than the sun. Wow. It'll suck the sun and destroy the sun. Yeah. You know what the strongest thing on the earth was called black, again, black matter. Yeah. And, and if you go get a, a, get, get a, a children's crayon box, guess which crayon in there is the most powerful crayon? The black one. The it black will color one. over everything. It'll yeah. wipe everything else out. Yeah. If you, if powerful. you, if, and, and the fruits and vegetables on earth, guess which is the most powerful? The dark fruits yes. and vegetables, okay? Yeah. And in the conclusion, guess what's the most powerful thing in America? And uh, that's why the whites came up with it, call it one drop of blood rule. You know what that meant? They said that. that the Jim Crow? Was that the one? No, they said black blood is so powerful. If you got one drop of black blood, it'll make you black. But you, you <laughs> that's can, so true, though. That's right. And you can put in you can put in 50 gallons of white blood, but it can't it can't overcome that one drop of black blood. Yeah. Blackness is power. Yeah. And so if you all in Africa start understanding that and quit playing games and messing around talking about what language you do speak, what tribe you belong to, what ethnic group you're in, you're playing games over there. Yeah. And if you keep so playing true. games, and all the blacks on earth are gonna get eliminated off the earth. As a matter of fact, most of the things I'm talking about, you can, they're available to you on the book packs that were sold by the Powernomics Corporation here in America. I have five books on the market that take you through about 200 years of history at about, at about 200 miles an hour, get you to understand these issues. You got one called Black Labor, White Wealth that shows you every trick, technique, law, public policy that we use to subordinate black folk in this country and around the world. 
Two, you got the Powernomics plan, which says here's what you got to do if you're going to try to beat this game. Yeah. That, that white racism, in, whether it's in Europe or in America and Africa, is not perfect. You can beat it if you understand how to play it. That's called the Powernomics, the national plan. The, three, the third and fourth book are called Dirty Little Secrets. They show you that nothing has happened on this earth that black people were not directly or indirectly did not cause. That they, are, that they are very special, unique people called Dirty Little Secrets about black history and black heroes and other troublemakers. And the last book right now, which is the most popular book in America, is called The Black History Reader. Mm, 101 questions that you never thought to ask about black folk. They need to get those books as fast as they can and start reading them. Because those books are going to be the key to their surviving in this nation and on the earth. And they can get those books by going to www.powernomics.com and order them. And right now, they've got a special. You can get all five of those books, plus a DVD on how to educate black kids. You can get all five of them for $99. Mm. And order them. And if you can't get them that way, you can always call the Harvest, I mean, the Power Numbers Corporation here in America. Call 301-564-6075. You can order directly from the headquarters. But it's absolutely essential that you get those books into your hands or get them into your libraries, into your schools. If those books are not in your schools and not into your library, then you don't have a library and you don't have schools. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, thank you so Wow. Dr. Anderson has kept it so real. Like, the, the, there's nothing else to add. Um, I usually try and sugarcoat my messages, but this has been so real. Uh, I, I pray that it blessed you. And you know what? Yeah, we got to stop talking and start doing stuff. The formula exists. I, just digest what he said. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and you. you tell him when you get to Echo Was, get rid of all those boundaries that set up these different countries. Yes. Y'all come together as a team. Get rid of those boundaries they set up in, in the Berlin Conference in 1886. It yes. says this is Nigeria, this is Ghana, yes. this is Cameroon. Forget that crap. Come yeah. together and say we are black. We are a team. Okay? Yeah. And nobody's going to come in and take everything from us and dominate us. And if you're getting these flunkies or puppies in government, you better break out to running because we're coming after you. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Peace, family. Wake up, wake up Africa, your time has come Open up your eyes and see the sun Open up your spirit